Welcome to our Money Donuts podcast video. Can we just eat the donuts? Because I already took a bite. Royal Credit Union's Money Donut podcast is here to make you smile and to get you thinking about your finances in new ways. From saving to spending to can we just eat half of it? Just finish your life. I, I want the donut. Well, there's plenty of silliness. Episodes are also filled with nutritious financial tips. Listen to the Money Donuts podcast from Royal Credit Union today at rcu.org slash podcast or wherever you listen to your favorite podcast. Marcus Foligno fan club assemble. Not only is sodastick.com the only place to get your official Marcus Foligno fan club tee, but it's also the only place to get all your favorite wild team garb plus so much more beyond hockey. Use code BARDOWNBEAUTIES for 15% off your total purchase at sodastick.com. At Jim Beam, they know the importance of tradition, like chanting let's play hockey prior to the start of each game or playing the state of hockey anthem after a wild win. This season, raise one to your fan family with the bourbon that invites us all to come as friends and leave as family. Jim Beam Bourbon Whiskey, the official bourbon whiskey partner of the Minnesota Wild and XL Energy Center. Remember, drink smart. Jim Beam Kentucky Straight Bourbon Whiskey, 40% alcohol by volume, copyright 2021, James B. Beam Distilling Company, Incorporate Claremont, Kentucky. From New Voice Studios. Oh yeah, you betcha. Let's go to the boat. Discombobulate <laughs> on the spot. Part of the Talk North Podcast Network. Fly out to Russia personally. <laughs> Jesse Pierce. This is off the rails. We're only a couple Already. minutes in. Alexis Pearson. We're not going to throw batteries on, on the ice at, you know, Kirill Kaprizov. This is, we're not that crazy. <laughs> like... <laughs> Bar Down Beauty's podcast. Was it about guys getting hammered down low night after night? Uh, like everyone loves to crap on analytics, but the analytics do not lie here. We are firing Fred at the top of the hour. More hits like T. T. Starts now. Hello, everybody. We are the Bar Down Beauties Podcast. I'm Jesse Pierce. She's Alexis Pearson. He's producer Fed. Big shout out to Seven Vines Winery for letting us come out here on this gorgeous summer day to talk hockey, drink wine, enjoy the company of all of you folks. So thank you to everyone for making it out here today. Let's get a round of applause for all of you and uh, Seven Vines. All right, so we do have some things to talk about hockey-related <laughs> first. In case you missed it, which most of you probably did because it just happened, the Minnesota Wild have traded Kevin Fiala to the Los Angeles Kings. In exchange, they get a 2022 first-round pick, as well as Brock Faber, who will be returning for a third year with the Gophers. He was actually named captain today. So uh, as, as most know, the Gophers are great. That's a shout-out to my cousin Karen, who is a Bulldog, but I will forever be a Gopher, so there is that. But uh, Alexis, Fiala, we knew the writing was on the wall since the season ended for the wild but are you surprised it finally happened what do you think of the trade as a whole well first of all it was very kind of them to make the trade right before we have a yes. live show so we have something to talk about right. because you know the off season there's not always <laughs> things to talk about and today there is so yeah. that was very nice of them um second of all i'm glad it happened so everyone stops asking me when i think kevin fiala is going to get traded True. that's the other positive to this um the the thoughts on the trade overall i don't hate what they got in return for kevin fiala i think that's about what you could expect without getting too greedy the only thing I don't love is that I was hoping he'd go to the East Coast so we'd only have to see the, him like once or twice a year. <laughs> now we're going to see him slightly more regularly, but at least it's not a divisional team. So I'll take that over trading within your division. Um, I just feel bad he has to hang out with Drew Doughty all the time now. That's really the downside to being traded to the Kings. <laughs> but I mean, hey, good for him. He'll have a good time. 
Bill Guerin would have a rebuttal to that. He, because somebody <laughs> asked, like, are you mad that you traded him to a Western right. Conference team? And he said, why would you eliminate half the teams that you could move a player yep. to? So that's his rebuttal that he had said today. Um, in addition, you know, I, I think Bill has always been very transparent, not only in this trade or any moves that he's made, but in particular to Kevin Fiala. I mean, he came out and said in today's availability after the trade was finalized that, you know what, Kevin had a heck of a year mm-hmm. and they weren't going to be able to come to terms. They knew, I mean, he's getting just shy of $8 million for seven years from LA and they can afford it they need that scoring punch too so Fiala is going to fit right in probably dangerously unfortunately for wild fans when they face the Kings but um you know Bill Guerin said we're not going to skirt around the obvious we Mm -hmm. know and they know and we're not going to lowball them because it's never going to work so again it's something that's not surprising my only kind of surprise was and I I did ask Bill this today too is they went for a defenseman now Brock Faber is a right-handed defenseman which there are not very many of on the Minnesota Wild so many lefties um but you know, I asked, does that mean something for Kalen Addison or Carson Lambos? And, you know, he actually responded with, they're all at different stages of their development, which is probably a valid point, but I still can't help but think that maybe Billy G has something else up his sleeve. Alexis, are you, what are your thoughts there? If there's anything that I've learned um, from Billy G's time with the wild is that man has deeper sleeves than anybody I know, because just, (laughs) just when you think he's done it all, he does something again. So I don't think that the wild are necessarily done making moves this off season. I don't think anybody went into this offseason thinking it was going to be the only thing that he was going to do was possibly move Kevin Fiala. We know money was going to get tight with the buyouts that are going to hit this um, upcoming season here. So you had money to spend last year. You don't have it anymore. So you're going to have to possibly make some moves. We knew the roster was going to look different. I just think this is the beginning of moves made. I don't think we're going to see any more like drastic moves, but I don't think this roster is going to be just minus Kevin Fiala. There's going to be some other things uh, changed before the season starts. Right. I mean, and Bill Guerin's always listening. That's the great thing about him, right? <laughs> He's always listening. He'll take calls if somebody's very interested. Um, that was the other thing. He had mentioned, you know, there were plenty of teams that obviously knocked on the door for Kevin Fiala. Right. He had 85 points this season. You're going to look at that player if you need some offensive help. Um, he said LA, though, was the only team that came with a real <laughs> offer, which is kind of surprising because I thought that New Jersey squad out there could use all the help that they could get. Yet. Yes. Um, but I'm a little surprised that LA ended up being the winning team. Well, and it didn't seem like, you know, the front runner, it always seemed what, like the Devils were the team everyone kept bringing up. Oh, yeah. the Devils, the Devils, the Devils. And everyone's like, oh, it makes sense. East Eastern Conference team. They could use a guy like him. You know, they've got some money to spend. And so I never really thought that the LA Kings were going to be, you know, I, I think I had heard some rumblings that that could maybe be a team they'd want to trade with, but no, it was you never. Didn't. It no, was, you didn't. Well, yeah, I know everything. So I did hear that. <laughs> it was me. I started the rumors. <laughs> um, so. It just didn't seem like one of the biggest options for them. So I was a little surprised uh, when it was the Kings. But, you know, if that's what they're going to give up for a guy like Kevin Fiala, like I said, I'm not mad about what they got in return for him. There's much worse trades that could have gone down. Um, Like I said, really the biggest issue for me is that it's you're not going to see him a couple times a year. So and we all know those former Minnesota Wild players love nothing more than to score goals against the Minnesota Wild. So every time what's the over under on what are we setting the line at for goals? Kevin Fiala scores against the Wild. He'll he'll notch two at least in the first game. I was going to set the line at two and a half. X. Okay, yeah. okay, yeah. yeah. So first game back of the X, Hattie watch already for Kevin Fiala? Easily. That's fair, Easily. yeah. No, yeah. he probably can't perform without Matt Boldy. That's true. They, they were a good Harsh. team. I did see people saying that, that, you know, hey, without a guy like Matt Boldy, is he going to have as good of a season? Because he was very inconsistent in years past with the Minnesota Wild. Even when he had great stretches, you know, he obviously is a very talented player, but the consistency wasn't always there. You had Matt Boldy, and then all of a sudden, that's a dangerous line. So do you think he fits in as well? 
with the Kings, does he, does he miss a beat at all from where how he was playing at the end of the season for the Minnesota Wild? I mean, it's easy. And again, we are the Bar Down Beauties podcast. New episodes released every single week, talking hockey, all things hockey. And today we get to talk about wine too, again, with Seven Vines. So stay tuned for more of that discussion coming up here. But back to the Minnesota Wild, our bread and butter. Um, no, I mean, I think I saw Kopitar and Kempe were already looked at linings for him. And there's always going to be the natural adjustment for any player coming into a new team, whether it's the locker room and, and all of the off-ice things in addition to learning a new system and all the changes that I think LA is going to have to be making. Again, they've got some older guys there too. I mean, Kevin Fiala is going from a young team in the Minnesota Wild back to an older locker room, which isn't always a bad thing, right, to Mm -hmm. to be that guy. And I think he's going to be put in a position where he's really going to be the superstar at this point. And I think he wanted that too when you think about it. I mean, and again, I think Kevin Fiala handled the Kirill Kaprizov signing very well. I think yep. there's a lot of player, a lot of athletes in this world who wouldn't have handled it as gracefully as Kevin Fiala did across all sports. So I will say I thought the way he handled it was very mature. He went out, he played his game knowing that he's playing for a contract, whether that was with Minnesota or a different team. Um, and I think that the prospect of him being able to possibly be that superstar is huge. And the mm-hmm. LA Kings, you know, they haven't been great as of late, but this is a team who's won Stanley Cups. And, you know, they, they've got some good pieces, like you said, some veteran pieces where with a youthful guy like Kevin Fiala, could could end up being a, a fairly dangerous team and they could use some help offensively so he could really make a difference there but again I think it really is going to come down to who's he paired with because mm-hmm. uh, you know his the way he played in Minnesota it was really dictated by who was on his line and so I'm interested to see who he ends up with in LA yeah LA's got a lot of good young players I am curious to see Drew Doughty you mentioned him <laughs> earlier who immediately chirped Kirill Kaprizov and said that he was overpaid do you think they think uh, he thinks that uh, Kevin Fiala is overpaid now by his own team I don't know what Drew Doughty's definition of overpaid <laughs> is if he thinks Kirill Kaprizov is overpaid. So I don't know how to answer that question because I don't think, I think if anything, Kirill Kaprizov's underpaid. I would love to put my paychecks toward Kirill Kaprizov's paycheck yes. uh, because that's how good he is. So I don't know. I think what Kevin Fiala got signed for his extension is what you would have expected. I don't think it was anything crazy and that's mm-hmm. why the Wild couldn't afford him because we couldn't pay that. So right. um, I don't think he got paid more than what people were expecting, but somewhere in that sweet spot of what it was going to be looking like. So. Again, we are the Bar Down Beauties, talking hockey all the time because we love it and because we can. New episodes released on all of your favorite streaming apps every single Monday. Um, Also want to give a shout out to Talk North where we are featured on their podcast network in addition to Better Edge, Soda Stick, Jim Beam, um, Royal Credit Union, and... Peak Vestibular. Peak Vestibular Center. All All of them. them. We love you all. And of course, Seven Vines for having us out here today. Again, more wine conversation coming up in the second segment. You know, one other addition that was kind of discussed in our availability with Bill Guerin just an hour or two ago was Marc-Andre Fleury, Mm -hmm. right? There's starting to be rumblings about what Marc-Andre Fleury might look like. And, you know, the one thing that Bill Guerin said, you know, if they are not able to come to a term with Marc-Andre Fleury, you know, he'll be a free agent come uh, July 13th here. He did say they wouldn't be able to get another player with his caliber, which I think was a little bit of a slip (laughs) of the tongue because I don't think he meant to be that aggressive on it. Yeah. But what do you think happens with the Marc-Andre Fleury Cam Talbot? situation we saw the whole goalie uh fight and battle last year a little bit and obviously they're committed to cam talbot and they would love to have mark andre Fleury. but do you think flower returns in a wild jersey next year i think so i think they find a way to get it done it seemed like at the end of the season and, and again you know 
when seasons end, sometimes players just give you lip service. That's how it is. But it seemed like Marc-Andre Fleury wanted to return as a member of the Minnesota Wild. And it seemed like he felt like there was maybe some unfinished business here. And I do think Marc-Andre Fleury still is someone left in the tank. When you've got a guy of his caliber of skill, it's hard to say when his career is going to be done. Um, and we got our fans rolling in here. Um, <laughs> biggest little fans <laughs> in the world. Biggest little fans <laughs> in the world. Um, and so it's, it's when you got a guy with his level of skill who's won championships who's been there and done that it's hard to say oh this is going to be his last season because I'm never surprised when a guy that good ends up being good yeah Tom Brady (laughs) guy comes out of retirement so I mean it's just you got a guy like that I wouldn't be surprised to see him re-sign with the Minnesota Wild I wouldn't be surprised to see him have another good season the biggest question is if they re-sign him who's your starting goaltender that's that's where I'm sitting at I mean that's going to be the talk now that Fiala's traded that's what everyone's going to be complaining about for the rest of the summer is well who's starting in net is it going to be Talbot or or flurry and to that question I don't know if I have an answer just with the way they handled it at the end of the season I, I don't know who you go with at that point I mean day one I'm going in there with Dino and saying hey who's your starting goaltender I don't care he's you know like he loves, even that he loves that question Dino it's said, not a rotation it's not a rotation <laughs> not a rotation never is again bar down beauties podcast here new episodes released every Monday we have interviews with guys like Dean Ebsen like Bill Guerin mm-hmm. uh Devin Dubnik not to name drop but we will yeah. uh quite a few good people Linda Cohen um as well as some youth hockey associations speaking of youth hockey associations one of my favorite things about Seven Vines that, again, we will talk about in the second segment is their helping and assistance to youth hockey programs in mm-hmm. Minnesota. I mean, again, Alexis, we talk about it almost every week. And, you know, you and I each have a special place in our heart for hockey. But just how special is hockey in the state where it's like everywhere somebody can help out hockey community and hockey family, they tend to. Well, that's the best part, because in order to have things thrive, you need help. No, Nobody and no one thing can do it all alone. So the fact that we live in a state and in a community where everybody cares so much about helping the sport of hockey thrive from the grassroots level all the way up to showing up to wild games and cheering on the Minnesota Wild. Um, that's what makes this kind of stuff special. So it's really cool. Anytime you you meet a new company or organization or person who's like, yeah, I'm involved in this. I help mm-hmm. out with this. I donate for this because that's how we keep things going and rolling. So it is really cool. And that's where it starts. That's how you get those one of us hockey players who end up playing in the NHL um, is starting at that grassroots level where they're getting those opportunities and playing with these kids for their whole life until hopefully they end up in the pros or in the Olympics at some point in their career. So it is really cool. And without the support of the grass grassroots level, you wouldn't have hockey players playing at the pro level either. or hosting podcasts because you, you know well, we're not we weren't hockey players we weren't though. hockey players yeah. though right that's true <laughs> you know a shout out to minnesota hockey on that same tangent uh another record year over 19,008 u players for the season for the first time ever uh which included a record 5,448 girls 13,631 boys which is a 12.2 percent increase in just eight u players alone even more impressive is that more than 7,000 of those players were new to the sport of hockey um, and just shy of 60,000 players were registered in Minnesota so we're the state of hockey Alexis Colorado tried to claim that I think this week after that whole like winning the cup thing which is a little ridiculous but doesn't ring a bell no forever the state of hockey I mean we talk about the growth of hockey and other states and other areas of the country getting their time to shine you know whether that's you know the warmer climates like Vegas and California and Arizona and all these places where aren't known for their hockey Mm -hmm. um but this will always be the state of hockey. You guys could go ahead and try. Go mm-hmm. ahead. Go ahead. Get your hockey players out there. But Minnesota stays undefeated. I mean, like, grow the game, too, 
too, right? Well, like, game, yeah. have other players, <laughs> but uh, quite a few Minnesotans also eyeing the NHL entry draft next week. Again, we'll have coverage there, but Alexis, two first round picks mm-hmm. now for the Minnesota Wild, that one coming courtesy of the Kevin Fiala trade, which took place earlier today. Um, do you see Minnesota packaging those two first rounds to move up at all? Because both of those are a little bit lower, or do you think that they're just going to go best available in each of their respective spots? Oh, that's a great question. And it's, it's tough. These are the kind of things you talk about come draft season. And if you guys haven't listened yet, uh, you guys had Judd Brackett on last week's episode. I was uh, drinking on a boat somewhere for a wedding, so I was not there for that. It's always <laughs> relaxing. Always relaxing. Um, but great, <laughs> great episode where he answered some of these questions about how they kind of handle this stuff. I think if you're the Minnesota Wild, I don't know if it's necessary that you try to move up. They've got a lot of really good pieces right now, so in their prospect pool and in the pipeline. And to me, when you're trying to get those really high picks, it's because you don't have the talent at that that level, yeah. right? And I think the Wild do have that talent, so I don't know if it's necessary that they try to do that um, I know that uh, Judd Brackett in the interview that you you guys did with him he mentioned when it comes to best available looking at the position the hockey players play and you know how much that matters and I thought that was really interesting of like okay sometimes that does matter right you yeah. don't want to just go and take best available if best available is a defenseman and you got the most solid blue line in the NHL so mm-hmm. um, I, I don't think it's worth it for the wild to try to move up uh, but again depends on how the board falls and, and all of that matters as well but what do you think Jesse I mean I think right now and, and this comes from having the conversation with Judd, but just also kind of assessing the past couple years for the Minnesota Wild, they easily have one of the deepest prospect mm-hmm. pools of any team in the league. So really, it's always hard to say, and, and you and I both have been advocates of how the Minnesota Wild organization handles its young players. We're talking about an 18-year-old kid. Looks <laughs> great now. You don't know what's going to happen. I mean, it's very different from the NFL draft and mm-hmm. the NBA draft where those players are almost immediately in the pros. In the hockey, it's a very different thing. So right. you're trying to judge what an 18-year-old can do now, but that doesn't mean they're going to translate in three, four years down the road either. So I think, yeah, stick where you're at, um, get the best available. I don't think that this class is nearly as strong as perhaps next year's classes either. So, um, you know, I think the Wilds will continue to do their due diligence, do their research. Again, Judd Brackett is an absolute genius when it comes to this stuff. That's why they brought him in. Bill Guerin proving himself to be pretty brilliant on his own as well. And and like I said, those players aren't going to need to make an immediate impact anyway. So while it's cool to go in the first round Kirill Kaprizov went in the fifth round so just a reminder about that never forget (laughs) guys never forget again we are the bar down beauties podcast new episodes released every single Monday on your favorite podcast streaming app talking about all things hockey Minnesota and really kind of anything I guess really that we'd like to (laughs) whatever we think of (laughs) yeah I think we're going to take a quick break when we come back we're going to talk about wine and hockey and uh, how you guys can get involved in helping youth hockey associations by drinking wine which sounds like a pretty cool deal so stay tuned Okay, I want you to think of the first time you took a big hit on the ice. Maybe it was a men's adult league. Maybe you were slammed into the boards in a big game, or maybe it pulled a Jesse and just tripped over the blue line. Either way, it's happened. Boys hockey, girls hockey, it doesn't matter. We've all been there with our first big hits. And unfortunately, those hits can add up over time. Hockey players can end up with dizziness, headaches, and pain, and a large portion have even experienced concussion-like symptoms as a result. Thankfully, there's an answer. Dr. Tyler Stewart with Peak Vestibular Center specializes in the drug-free treatment of nagging concussion symptoms. Dr. Stewart formulated the 3A Brain Restoration Program, a comprehensive program to get to the root cause of your symptoms. He utilizes the latest technology and techniques to get you back on the path to your best life and back on the ice. 
If you're dealing with dizziness, headaches, or pain after taking one too many hits, contact Dr. Stewart for a complimentary consultation today. Go to dizzinesscare.com or call 715-690-2211 to schedule your complimentary consultation. Hello, everybody. We're back. We are the Bar Down Beauties podcast. New episodes all about hockey, Minnesota Wild, grassroots, everything released every single Monday, coming to you live from Seven Vines Winery located in Delwood, which is just west of Stillwater. Kind of, I'm going to say closer to Matamidi because I'm a Matamidi girl. Go Zeffs, also near White Bear. Um, as Alex Stalock reminded us two weeks ago, there's a whole other world on the other side mm-hmm. of the city. So thank you to everybody for coming on out here. I know Alexis and I have a lot of family and friends in attendance. Uh, so thank you. And then to everybody else stopping by. You all rock. Shout out to my Aunt Joanne. I promised her I'd give her a shout out, though she couldn't be here. So you guys remind her that I did say that as well. Joining us now, the owner of this gorgeous winery, Janae. Janae, how are you? I'm good. Thanks so much for being out here tonight. We're so excited to have you guys. Thank you for having us. A gorgeous setting, just a gorgeous piece of land and delicious wine. I mean, you're not going to have to twist Alexis and I's arm to come out, drink wine and talk hockey very often. (laughs) You could give me bad wine and I'd still drink it, but this is very good. This is very good. Well, good. Well, you're welcome anytime. So we hope to have you back too. It's really fun to, to have you here tonight on a beautiful Wednesday. Absolutely. Now, Tell us a little bit about Seven Vines and how it came to be, because it's still kind of, not necessarily in its infancy, maybe toddler years, right? A little bit. You guys have been around. The terrible twos. The terrible twos. Probably better than my children over there who are actually behaving nicely. But um, tell us a little bit about the winery itself and your family and your connection to hockey, too. Sure. So actually, we will be celebrating our fifth anniversary in October. So yes, we are just kind of getting out of our infancy and into our toddler years. So yes, uh, we uh, started building the winery in 2016. It was completed in 2017. And uh, my parents, Ron and Arlie Peltier, um, had the dream and the vision to create a legacy for their children and grandchildren and um, give back to the community that they love. Longtime residents of Delwood and uh, this uh, historic piece of land. It's 188 acres on both sides of 96. Uh, they fell in love with it about 35 years ago and just had a, an eye to purchase it one day. And that opportunity came about in 2010. And uh, lucky number seven, seven years later, uh, we're sitting here today at this gorgeous winery. And Seven has a number of reasons and importance in your family. Tell us a little bit about those. Yeah, Seven is really special. So Seven, um, of course, lucky number seven is uh, my father Ron's hockey number. He always wore number seven. He played for Johnson High School, uh, grew up uh, going to the rinks at Phelan, and um, just uh, loved the number. Ended up going um, to the University of Minnesota on a full hockey scholarship and wore the number seven there playing for legendary coaches Glenn Sonmore and Herb Brooks and um, so when he decided to fulfill this dream with my mom of building this vineyard and winery um, he decided seven was the perfect choice Um, and the more important reason is that he has seven grandchildren so uh, the grandchildren validated it and uh, (laughs) so we became seven vines vineyard and winery so how cool is it to, you know, have that hockey connection in the state of hockey where people love that stuff. They seek out that stuff. Where can I get more hockey? And then, I mean, like Jesse said, you put wine and hockey together. I don't know if there's a better combination of things <laughs> no, out there no. personally, um, but how cool is that to have this community that really flocks to this kind of stuff? Yeah, hockey is certainly a passion for our family, and um, I think it's just 
we're truly the state of hockey here in Minnesota for so many reasons. And we were fortunate this year to be able to partner with the Minnesotan company. Uh, they're located downtown Wiper Lake. And uh, we came up a wine, with a wine called the Minnesotan. And what better, um, what better approach than to pair wine with um, hockey. And so we, we decided to do a hockey theme. And so we got um, this beautiful red blend called the Minnesotan with hockey sticks on it so I think you know just with all the traditions here in the state of Minnesota and the nostalgia um, you know just everybody seems to have a memory we're we're so fortunate to be able to have so many different associations and like you said earlier uh, still growing the game at such a, a a youth level all the way through our state high school hockey tournament broke records again this year mm -hmm. so there's such a love affair with the sport and we're just so grateful um, to have the opportunity to combine two passions and that's hockey and wine and in addition to your dad your kids played hockey as well right so you yes. know what it takes to be a hockey mom and the wine probably helps a little bit <laughs> correct yeah oh yeah hockey uh, wine and hockey definitely <laughs> pair well together um, yeah so I am fortunate I have three of the seven uh, grandkids and I got uh, two of them that play hockey one's a goalie our daughter and she'll be a senior this year down at Shattuck St. Mary's and then I have a, a son who's uh, 15 and he's at Shattuck as well so um, but they grew up playing association hockey and they play for Minnesota hockey and their high performance programs and just so grateful that there's so many opportunities and so many different paths here for for kids to to fall in love with the sport and then to grow um, grow their passion and um, and one of the the things that we're doing with our wine is giving back to Minnesota to hockey and just all that it's done um, for us over the years and also for for all, all the kids that have yet to fall in love with the sport so we've teamed up with their gear up Minnesota initiative and so uh, proceeds from every bottle sold will go back to Minnesota hockey to support uh, youth associations across the state mm -hmm. get more kids um, involved in the sport so yeah. you buried the lead there you said you're a hockey mom and then you mentioned one of your kids is a goalie which yeah. is like a whole other <laughs> level of hockey well mom. that's also yeah. why we we drink the red wine <laughs> right. before we go to the games for sure just so I can calm my nerves a little bit watching her yeah it's very stressful to have a goalie. Yeah. yeah. I remember Devin Dubnik telling us one time that he couldn't even watch, and this was when Darcy Kemper was the backup, not the Stanley Cup winning goaltender that he is now. Um, but he said he couldn't even watch Darcy play because he'd get so nervous. And he's like, and my one kid wants to be a goalie. And I said, absolutely <laughs> not, because it's it's a very different type of thing, right? right I mean, absolutely. what position does your son play? He plays forward. So okay. he's okay. plays, yeah. That's normal. Yeah. Oh, that's so much easier. I can watch that. Yeah. yeah. That's at least fun to watch. You're not biting your fingernails every three oh, seconds. Oh, yeah. yeah. No, I, my husband recently told me that I'm negative energy <laughs> when I'm watching her in the rink. But it's just, I, it's, I don't know, you just, I don't know, you never want the puck to go in the net. So, yeah. Which Sorry. is kind of hard, right, yeah. in the game of hockey to just yeah, have a shutout. Yeah, sometimes. Scoring yeah. is up in the NHL this year, too. So maybe it's it trickled down into, the, into yeah. the other leagues as well. Exactly. You know, you had mentioned giving back. Um, to Minnesota hockey and again we're big advocates of that too was it kind of a natural partnership to do something like that when you were creating this wine and saying hey you know what we're going to really add all of this into hockey and complete it by doing a good thing as well absolutely yes the, um, we were really excited to to partner with Minnesota hockey and um, and the Minnesota and like I said in downtown Riper Lake is very heavy focused on the hockey and so it just kind of seemed like a natural fit and um 
yeah, you, people can feel good about buying a bottle and knowing that they're helping associations um, with their equipment purchases because hockey can be a really expensive mm -hmm. sport. So in order to get more kids involved in the game, um, helping these associations build their programs by giving them the resources they need to get more kids involved, I think is important. So we're lucky that we can join forces. You mentioned equipment. Now I got to ask as a hockey mom, tips on getting the stench out of equipment. What was your go-to? Ah. <laughs> uh, there's no hope. Yeah, there is, a, there really a bottle isn't. of wine. <laughs> just pour red in there. Right. There really is no way to get that stench out. It's yeah. a permanent smell. It really is. Yeah. Unfortunately. Yeah. Yeah. Again, yeah. we are the Bardown Beauties podcast. New episodes released every single Monday talking about all things hockey. Geno ugh, genoid. Joined by Janae, owner of Seven Vines Winery, located out here in Delwood. Beautiful day. So honored to be out here. Now, in addition to the Minnesotan wine, you also have... Um, another wine that gives back uh, reminiscence in favor of Alzheimer's. Tell yeah, us about that one. Yeah, and thank you for bringing that up. Um, we're in the last Wednesday of June, and June is Alzheimer's and Brain Awareness Month, and so just wanted to, to do a shout-out. We do have a beautiful red blend called Reminisce in honor of uh, my mom, who passed away from Alzheimer's in October, and um, just the millions of other people who, who suffer from this disease and all the caregivers that have to go on this journey with them. So um, we, we do have this wine and, and we are hosting a Fashion for Alzheimer's event coming up in August, on August 12th, and just welcome everybody to come back here. Hopefully you guys can stop back out again for that and, um, and do another give back for Alzheimer's research. And now you're getting into the clothes and, and fashion, so of course yeah. we'll be back here, right? Now, like we may talk sports, so we have We got hockey, we got clothes. <laughs> What's next? You got a good pizza on, uh, that you serve? We do. Here we have great yep. flatbreads and salads. <laughs> and How much is rent? I might move in. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I you're love welcome. it. <laughs> yeah. Right. Um, again, so t you know, tell us a little bit about what goes in. I know you had mentioned you're not the wine maker <laughs> necessarily, but do you? Can you tell us a little bit about the flavors of the Minnesotan yes, wine? Yes, I can. There Actually, both. <laughs> these wines have Petite Syrah and Merlot in them. They're Ooh. both blends, but the Minnesotan blend, the hockey blend, has uh, Cabernet in it and also Malbec. And the Reminis blend has Carignan in it and Zinfandel. Okay. So both very fruit-forward wines, um, beautiful wines, and um, they pair well with, you know, your steaks, hamburgers on the grill, um, of course, flatbread pizzas. <laughs> so, uh, yeah. We, we hope you enjoy them. And Absolutely. can you tell people where you can, can they buy these wines in the store? Come out here to get them? Where, tell us a little bit more about, is there any other place people can find these wines if yes, they want to get their hands on them? you can purchase these wines, of course, in our wine bar at Seven Vines. Um, uh, we have a wine shop that's open daily from 11 to 1. Um, and then our regular wine bar hours, you can also purchase these wines online. Nice, and they are delicious. You guys know I'm not yes. much of a wine girl, but you've changed me a little bit. I, you know, apparently if you don't have box wine, it's really good. So, <laughs> a noted uh, point for all of you guys again, Janine. Thank you so much for having us out here, Seven Vines, located in Delwood, Minnesota. Get over on the east side, guys. It's much much better than the west. Alexis and I are both biased, yeah. but that's all right. And check out all the events. You guys do things all the time. I follow you guys on Facebook. I love the yoga and We're all the about different DJs events. earlier. We got yes, some DJs who right? come out here. Yeah, yeah, we do. DJ for the fashion show, actually. Nice. Nice. Yeah, we have a lot of fun community events happening throughout the year. You can enjoy every season here at Seven Vines and also private um, events as well, weddings, uh, celebrations, and yeah, we're just a destination for all good things. So come on Always. out and visit.
I love it. And don't forget to pick up a bottle of the Minnesotan. Or two. Or two. <laughs> or three. It all goes helps uh, kids play hockey and, yes. and gear up. So we love to see that. We're going to take another quick break. Again, we are the Bar Down Beauties here live at Seven Vines in Delwood. When we come back, we'll talk more summer stuff in oh, Minnesota. Yeah. I like it. Stay tuned. Hello, everybody. We are back again. Bard on Beauties podcast. New episodes released every single week. Talking hockey. All the fun things. Although it's the off-season, Alexis. Mm-hmm. And in the off-season, we like to talk non-hockey <laughs> when we can. Like we just had Janae on. We talked mm-hmm. wine as we are out here at lovely Seven Vines Winery in Delwood, which is on the east side of the state, the better side of the <laughs> state. I'll always say it. I don't uh, regret that. But uh, Alexis, this week in our Up for Debate, which you can find on all of our social media channels, um, you asked what is the best non-hockey-related mm-hmm. summer activity in Minnesota, yeah. giving boating. Yep. Cabin. Yep. And fishing. And fishing. Yeah. What's your what's your pick? Well, I have an idea. You have an, okay. So what's <laughs> funny is I didn't even include my favorite thing on this list just because I knew it wouldn't be like probably one of the top three. If I had to pick from the list, I'd probably pick boating. I like fishing, but I'm not like a diehard like fisherman or fisherwoman. You know, like I go fishing. Yeah. Um, but if I'm gonna get on a boat, I love like tubing and you know, like okay. doing like, you know, cannonballs off the side of the boat and playing football in the shallow part of the water, you know, stuff like that. Yeah. Um I like cabins. Um not a big I've never been like true camping, you know, like oh, peeing in a hole out. kind of thing, yeah. no running water. I've never done that. Nobody digs a hole. You just go you just a pee tree. right on the ground. Sure. What about for number two? Well, I don't know. Sorry, I'm just uh, these things I need to know. Okay, so anyway, not a big camper, um, but I do like cabins. But my pick would probably be boating. uh, But my number one pick that's not on this list is I love relaxing by like the pool and reading a book. That's like my favorite summertime activity. Like nobody's bothering me. I'm not on my phone. I'm not you know having to you know do all this and do all that. Just sitting by the pool, getting some sun, reading a book. That's my favorite summertime activity. Jesse. I think I know what yours is going to be. Uh, actually, I don't know what yours no, is going to be. It's all three, baby. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, I want to go up to a cabin, go yeah. boating, toss a line in to go fishing. <laughs> That's my ideal you're day. You're doing the classic Alexis cop out for up for debate <laughs> yes. where you're just like, I love all three of them. I love all. Th- I mean, boating's probably my number one because yeah. I just, any you have day, a boat. You're a boat person now. We're a boat person now. Yep. Season two of Jesse and family are boat people. We couldn't be more thrilled, especially when the boat continues to work every time we hit the lake. Last summer. It's always good. Not quite that. Shout out to my husband, Mike, who is here, who I'm sure is thrilled that I told that story but uh yeah the boat we're you know we're adjusting it's good the kids mm-hmm. are learning to love it um Avery's already a boat girl which I adore well she's just like you I feel like Avery's yes. your mini me so it only yep. makes sense that she's a boat girl yep the other two if I give them squirt guns they're boat <laughs> people and lots of snacks yeah so that's good but yeah and I love a cabin though and in the fall, I love camping. Like, I'm yeah. like a camper, too. Like, I could do it all, and I've been begging. You did your... Tell people about your solo camp trip you took for your yes. birthday, because you loved that. I you, you got did. a September birthday. Yes. Jesse did, like, a solo, like... Full would weekend. you call it glamping? No. So, I did three different nights in three okay. different spots. The first night, for sure, glamping. Yep. I eased myself into it, because, again, <laughs> I'm by myself in, in the middle of nowhere, and it was a really cool canvas tent, but I had to start my own fire. I had to make my own food, all mm-hmm. that good stuff, which I was prepared to do. Second night was probably the challenging evening, but it was also my favorite because I did it. I was in the middle of nowhere with no reception. Mm -hmm. My husband can attest to that because I called him in a panic, (laughs) a little angry because he didn't answer his phone the first 20 times (laughs) I called him to tell him I didn't have service. Um, And it was raining. So to Mm -hmm. pitch a 
six-person tent by yourself in the rain and then try to start a fire wasn't the easiest of things that I had done, but mm-hmm. I did it, and it was my favorite night because of that. And then I had a couple drinks. I met some camping neighbors Question. who came over. Yeah. Why Why are you pitching a six-person tent for one person? That's all oh, Okay, I was going to say, that seems a little like overzealous <laughs> to be like, I like oh, my, my space. <laughs> I like my space. You're like, oh, it's so yeah. roomy in here. I can it's kick my so legs roomy. out. <laughs> Invite <laughs> the friends over. I look, and my, by the way, for that, I always had a backup plan. I would sleep in the car if I needed to, right? So oh, I was like, okay. I will absolutely do that, whatever. And then the third night, I I took a bath outside. There was an outdoor bath yeah. at the place I stayed, which was epic. Highly encourage everybody to do it. If you're at least a little bit into being outside and not mind getting dirty and stuff <laughs> like, cause then I went and hiked like Tedaguchi and all mm-hmm. of the, you know, the superior trail and all of that. And it was so worth it. And, Love my family, but every mom should go do this too. Just get away for a weekend by yourself. Mm-hmm. Try something different because, again, it was so rewarding to, like, come back and be like, yeah, I did all that because it's just it's a very uncommon thing to do. So highly was recommend. This, was this before or after Kirill Kaprizov signed his, his contract Oh, extension? there was. No, it was September 23rd. It was after. Okay. Yes. I was going to say, were you a little worried that like news was going to break when you had no cell service? I am always terrified of doing anything remotely that I would enjoy. I'm nervous news is going to break when I like take a shower for 10 minutes, let alone like go out of town for the weekend. (laughs) Exactly. Exactly. Today I texted you both and said, by the way, Kevin Fiala is probably going to get traded because today we have things going on. And it was confirmed for us. It was confirmed (laughs) for us. We put that into the universe. So for those of you who wanted that trade to happen, you're welcome. For those of you that didn't, you're also welcome. And Jesse brought the receipt. She tweeted it out. You can see the time <laughs> on the text message. It was approximately like 1030 this morning. Exactly. We called it. Yes. Well, again, big shout out to Seven Vines for having us out here. Come check them out up in Delwood. It is an absolutely gorgeous scene. Um, open bar wine from three to nine. I think most mm-hmm. nights. There's plenty of really cool events. So be sure to check that out. Host your wedding here. I couldn't yeah. imagine a more gorgeous spot for it. My friends are getting married soon. They should book their wedding here. There they are. Look, there at you go. So Do much. it. Yes. Do I think it. they already have a venue. But if you guys want to reschedule, this is great. Great, I'll be here. <laughs> yeah, there's um, barrel rolling, which I'm hoping is okay, oh. considering my children are rolling <laughs> barrels, probably of wine, but there, there's that. Um, and, and don't forget to... Uh, pick up a bottle of the Minnesotan and the Reminisce. Both go back to very important causes. The Minnesotan benefiting youth hockey and gear up Minnesota. Reminisce benefiting Alzheimer's um, as it directly affected so many people. Mm-hmm. So shout out to everybody that came out again. I know so many family and friends. You guys are the best. Always supporting. Shout out to everybody <laughs> listening. Um, shout out to Talk North who features our podcast on their network every single week. Also to betteredge.com. Use code Buttes to get free $10 when you place a bet on Better Edge. Sodastick.com, they're coming out with some cool new gear. Uh, always bar down beauties, 15% off shipping, Royal Credit Union, less fee, more free, Peak Vestibular Center. We have an interview coming out with Dr. Tyler Stewart, so be sure to check that out. And Jim Beam. We're not going to cheers to Jim Beam because we're going to cheers our delicious wine instead. Yeah, we're but cheating on Jim Beam we're today. We're cheating with some on wine, Jim Beam. Okay. So. I, for anybody watching this right now who thinks Jesse reads off a script to list all of the sponsors <laughs> every week, now you know she does it off of the I top just, of her yeah. head. It's impressive every time. So yes. no script here. I got one thing going for me. <laughs> Thank you. So again, thank you to everybody. You guys are all awesome. Um, Thank you. Be sure to follow us on all social media channels. Check out our YouTube. This will be posted again next week after the 4th of July holiday. Um, So enjoy your day. Enjoy your night. Grab a glass of wine and uh, we'll see you later. Bye.